You're tuned in to Wicked Good News, a podcast where we discuss current events that affect us socially, politically, and economically. I'm Brad, your moderator for this episode, and these are some of the issues we'll be talking about today. Uh, We'll be discussing a study that suggests uh, that children start kindergarten one year later. Um, Then we're going to kind of tackle one of the hot button topics um, for quite a while now is uh, some climate change. Brandon so hot that the ice caps are melting. <laughs> yeah, it's <that's> true. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Um, and there's a um, there's an article from the Bangor Daily News kind of um, postulating how the shapes of some main cities may change with a rising sea level, uh, which really isn't that hard to imagine how that would... Like, there's going to be less of them because they're going to be fucking underwater, but... <laughs> 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 Great journalism, BDN. Um, well, you have to understand. They, they, this comes from a uh, daily newspaper that has a weekend edition that is released on Saturday for the whole weekend. So oh, well, give, them a, give them a little bit of a break. They don't all, even have a Sunday newspaper. All the news is fit to print. Exactly. Um, and then <laughs> we will round out this episode with, um, we're going to talk about Joe Biden and his recent um, sex tape release, which... <laughs> Has <laughs> heard kinda, it here first. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It's kind of rattled him so much that he decided, um, in the wake of that, he pro- he won't be running for president in 2016. Uh, so <laughs> I may have crossed some of my wires on that, but um, I'll read the article again and make sure I have all the facts for you. Um, but that's why it's last. So while these guys are talking, I can just you know watch the tape first because you know journalistic integrity, mm-hmm. and um, you know then we'll be able to make some our some of our remarks. Yep, um, obviously. Anyway, I digress. We are joined here by Katie, Bree, and Brandon. Hi, guys. Yeah. Hello. And uh, yeah, we've we've had uh, <laughs> a little bit of a. Hello, I mean, <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, we took a little bit of a break, um, just because you know life happens, and you know we just uh, needed some uh, time to figure out what the hell we wanted to talk about. So here we are. Um, <laughs> But we're back now and uh, ready to roll. And as always, you can comment on any of these topics by emailing us at wgnpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash wgnpodcast or wickedgoodnews.com. You can listen to us on the iTunes podcast store or Stitcher. And, uh, you know, feel free to leave us a comment about, uh, you know, really what you thought about the Joe Biden sex tape. Um, (laughs) Because... You know, you need a strong stomach. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> so, Jesus. Brianna, you found this um, article that says uh, it's maybe beneficial to children to start kindergarten a year later than normal. And I'm just going to kind of browse over. Uh, it says a growing number of parents are choosing to delay the start of school if they don't feel their child is emotionally ready for classroom instruction. This is also known as quote-unquote academic redshirting, a term coming from college sports in which a person is held back for a year in order to practice and mature before being put in the big game. Kristen Kildall uh, chose not to enroll her son Ewan in kindergarten until he was six years old. She says her son is active and independent and benefited more on his own and without being placed in a classroom. So far, she says he seems to be fitting in quite well. We just didn't want him to be miserable, she said. We didn't want to get calls from the teacher every day saying he's being disruptive, so we just felt like he needed another year. One challenge will be when Ewan is almost 19 and graduating high school. So, yeah. I mean, I remember when we started, sometimes people would start at 5, sometimes people would start at 6. And, uh, you know, it was kind of where you were in that cutoff, but it was never, you know, they screened you, certainly, to make sure that things were in check. But... Mm -hmm. Starting a whole year later at six. It's I, kindergarten. Yeah. What I will. S- oh, sorry. Go ahead, no, Brandon. Go please, please go. go I, from a very OT standpoint, for a long time now, just knowing the developmental milestones and all that of what kids should be hitting and all that. Um, I have thought for a long time that going to full day kindergarten, doing all this stuff, you're basically making it first grade. The, the whole draw to having a half day kindergarten is to having kids be able to start kind of easing into a school 
like atmosphere and kids at five are really not supposed to be sitting for eight hours a day and just sitting there and listening <laughs> they're no. not meant to they're not meant to and i'm looking at a developmental milestones chart right now for like age age five which would be kindergarten and you know it's it's saying like receptive language should be following three-part instructions tells of two words rhyme like all, all these things like holds and uses a pencil writes own name like these are not things that I think that they're stressing in kindergarten at this point. They're they're going beyond that. I think, and I and I think if you talk to a lot of kindergarten and first grade teachers, um, I know for instance a friend of mine, his mother is uh, a kindergarten first grade teacher up in Holton, and um, she's really uh, against even pre K to be honest with you because these kids are getting so burnt out in school. Um, I just, I, in general, I think if we made kindergarten maybe more development, developmentally appropriate, then that would solve these issues that we're there seeing in these studies. Um, I, I, it, it just stinks because it, it's, it seems like it's been a, uh, in general, uh, a trend towards making it way more standardized. And I feel like, especially in kindergarten, that's not what it should be meant for. It should be meant for exploration, you know, having kids do developmentally appropriate, like physical activity, sharing, yeah. you know, like it's, it's not, I don't think the, the onus should be on so much of this other stuff that their brains and their bodies are not capable of learning yet. But that's just where I come from. Brandon. Oh. Brandon. Hello. Brandon. He must nope. be coloring. Mm. <laughs> Eating paste. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what you should be doing at age five. Yeah. Amen. In kindergarten. <laughs> um, I just I'm curious as to how parents are like. How do you assess your child's readiness for going into kindergarten? Like I. You're just you're ready to go. It's time to kick them out of the nest. Mm. Boot, make it happen. Like they're gonna learn when they get there. Like I, I, yeah, they shouldn't be there for eight hours. That's just nutty. Like I don't even. That's craziness. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know how a parent can sit there and be like, well, you know, Jimmy here. I think he needs another year. This Ewan, uh, <laughs> which by the way, <laughs> terrible name. Let's talk about that. Sheep, um, sheeple. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. You win. Maybe they like just really like you and McGregor. Like, no, you're one letter off of something that pours water. It's <laughs> it's terrible, horrible name. But anyway, uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of crazy. I think kids kids are, are plenty fine. Starting like there, there's another push for kids to start going to school later in the day too. Yeah. Um, I don't, know. I don't know how I feel about that either. It's a different story, but I just people just seem like they have to change everything all the time. Some things just work. I don't know. Brianna, as a teacher, mm. and your, I mean, your age group is quite a bit different than this, and I yeah. know that you've always kind of been glad that you you don't focus on the youngins. Oh, um, I don't know how people so teach much. kindergarten. Yeah, I don't know how they could teach kindergarten for eight hours. Yeah, um, that's I just the can't problem. Imagine having <laughs> yeah. twenty kids in a classroom that are five and six years old and trying to teach them things um i don't know i mean i'm in the i'm in between i think where katie and, and brandon stand i foresee sort of like the problem at the end of the um article you know she says one challenge will be when ewan is almost 19 and graduating high school i see the struggle that 18 <clears throat> excuse me 18 19 year old kids that have had to stay back um, kind of like how they have issues like developmentally with, you know, meaning that the level of like freshmen and juniors and things like that can be kind of a, kind of a little bit of a stink for that. So at one hand, I'm thinking, you know, five years old, it's kind of like the standard time, unless if you have some really serious developmental issues, you should try it. But I also can like think that you know, I guess I disagree, Brandon, in the sense I think parents are probably the best judge of when they think their child is, is ready to go to school. I don't necessarily think it's, you know, the schools that say, you know, every child is at this level, therefore start now. Um, but I'm not I'm not a big fan of pro eight-hour kindergarten, and literally the only reason they did that is because of federal mandates on standards. And we're just trying to put more time in the day because we don't have any time to do anything else. 
So there's, it's all comes back to federal mandates and federal standards, and that's a whole other can of worms that needs to get thrown out. But. Well, and I think that's why like pre-K became a thing too, because people were looking for childcare too. They they weren't. Uh, I think the whole half-day kindergarten thing, truthfully, came came to be an issue because people were going back to work a lot. Yeah. yeah. More and 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 so I get it. However, I just think it's a shame that the kids that I mean I just I don't know. I see these kids that I work with in the hospital and that I've seen it in public and they're just absolutely crazy. They don't listen and they you know like because they can't. They're so I don't know. I think a lot of them are sensory overloaded all the time and they don't have the time to kind of just like get their bodies under control and that's, I don't know, I just, I really have a hard time think, believing in the whole pre-K thing and, and that type of thing when I feel like they don't have time to just be kids when you're pretty much pushing a, a schoolroom atmosphere on them from, you know, age three. Like, I just think that yeah. sometimes it's just too much. They should be kids for a little while. Mm-hmm. But that's, again, that's that's just from one observation. <laughs> yeah, um, I just... I have another. I have a can of worms to open here. Oh goodness! <laughs> um, I think this is just another push for uh, over personalized learning, which I think is a problem in the long run, because uh, if you make you customize, like it's such a big push now everywhere to customize the learning level for all kids, everything. Which I know a couple of people will probably agree with that on this this particular call, but uh, um, I think that it sets people up for failure in the future uh, because society really doesn't, you know, care about your personal needs or wants. Yeah. You kind you should be forced to meet certain standards at certain times. I think, I think it's helpful when you join society. And society is certainly not going to be flexible when you, get, when you graduate from high school. I, well, yeah, and I, yeah. I think that there, def- there is definitely that push. I don't right. think it will ever be completely towards that, that side only because we do have some certain standards and things of that nature. There's a difference between, you know, trying to, trying different ways and helping a kid, you know, complete a class, do right. some sort of assessment, learn a standard. And then the customization piece, because it's, you know, society, they, they, the people that came up with that idea are trying to compare education to freaking like Starbucks and Amazon and how you can customize your drink and customize what you want to, books you want to order, which is ridiculous. What? Um, yeah, legitimately, we had to read this book for professional development that actually said that we're, we're living in a customized society in <sighs> the point like where you can customize your coffee at Starbucks, you can customize, you know, what you see, how your browsers look, who you want to talk to, what kind of social So school should be the same thing no. where kids no. can kind of pick and choose and learn what they want to learn. Very, um, very that's like Montessori kind of. That's kind of like very, like yeah, very Montessori. For imagining for like all sort of you know k-12 levels but i don't think it'll ever go that far but you know i i, th- I think this could be tutoring tutoring on that too but yeah it's very that's a very bizarre i guess to kind of like uh, like i think brendan i actually agree with you a lot my my issue comes mostly just from how i almost i almost think nowadays it's way more to the extreme of standardization rather than um customization so that's I mean, maybe i'm just you know hearing about things wrong um i think that there are certainly standards that should be met by anybody that's that's the whole point of graduating with the class you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. everyone has met a certain level you know regardless i i think when i was in school i i was in classes that were general ed classes and it was recognized by a couple of my teachers mm-hmm. that I might have been a little ahead of the, the game. And mm-hmm. so they were able to then take the time and give me like a different book to read from or what have you. And I really appreciated that. I don't. I feel like what I'm hearing a lot from other teachers is that they don't have that ability at all anymore. And so I think there is – I think – there's a there's a balance. I don't agree with having a fully customizable, you know, quote-unquote um, – whatchamacallit, you know, like a, uh, like a cur- curriculum. But um, I, I do at one point, you know, understand that there are going to be different needs. And so if there's a way to meet those needs without taking away from other kids, I think that that's good. I think, I think in the sense of, of people who are achieving more right. than others, that that's, that's one thing. But when they're 
my concern is with the people who are not meeting the right. lowest standards. Yes. No, who, I totally agree with you. Who then the bar is lowered even further, and they're kind of just there, you know? Right, right. Like there's nope, kids I, in high school playing pool and stuff. Right. Like, that's great. I completely, I completely <laughs> agree with you there. No, I totally agree with you there. There has to be some level of, of uh, achievement. <laughs> I'm going to assure you there is not a pool table at the school I teach in, so that's good. <laughs> I'll just say... We just didn't want him to be miserable. We didn't want to get calls from the teacher every day saying he's being disruptive. Right. I mean, eventually, that call is going to come down anyway, whether you start him of at course. five, six, seven. So, uh, I don't know. I have a hard time with this for a couple of different reasons. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I kind of agree with what Brandon was saying, and, like, these kids have to learn at some point, and you can't, you know you can't cater to every individual need um but yeah and the whole thing about getting out at 19 like are you just kind of you know tyler was 19 like yeah he was in he was in step up and to me that's like just the same as starting a year or later and i feel like he didn't like he wasn't bad off for it i don't know i don't, I don't know well, it like it doesn't it doesn't it, it matters depending on the child like right. it does like you know and it, i think it should be a parental decision but i don't think like you know we see studies like this we shouldn't just like all of a sudden make you know crazy changes like brandon was saying sometimes people see these things and they just want to change everything um so does this mean that we should like change state legislation you know we're only gonna have kindergartners start at age six no, I think it's, you know, up to parents' choice. And it always kind of has been. I mean, when, when we were in school, parents would decide, you know, if their child was ready for kindergarten. Some kids would come halfway through to start. It was, so, you know, it's yeah. it's, it's up to the parents' decision, ultimately. And I will say, um, a line from this article says that um, the authors of the study focus on mental health outcomes, not test scores. So I guess it really just depends on where you want your benefit to be. Like, right. Do you want a happier, more well-adjusted child? Or that may run the risk of being... Slate, like slightly behind um, doesn't right. sound like that would be likely to happen but um, or do you want someone who just got their nose to the grindstone just same time as everyone else and meets you know those standards so I don't know yeah. it's an interesting thing and as far as starting school later in the day I mean I don't know we the whole school system in America to me like it's so it's set up so much like a 9 to 5 job not actually 9 to 5 but you know the structure is there and i know we've talked previously about how you know essentially the entire point of schooling in america at least is to ready for the job force um yeah. so i, I don't know I, I i can't pretend to know much about developmental stuff when it comes to you know children or adolescents and what benefits them most as far as the structure of their day um, but for years <laughs> people have done this no, <laughs> like for years, yep. kids mm-hmm. have started kindergarten at five, and for mm-hmm. years, kids have been waking up at five thirty to get on that bus at you know six thirty to get to school by seven, like or, or whatever. So right. I, I don't know. I, I would really have to see to what detriment there, you know that has been. There are drastic changes that need to be made to our education system. I can assure you that you know debating on five or six years old for kindergarten start is not one of them. Yeah. I feel and like I said, I think, again, I think if we went back to the way we had it, it would be more developmentally appropriate and we wouldn't be having these issues. I think yeah. the issue isn't the age. The issue is the fact that we have made kindergarten too um, developmentally inappropriate. That's my opinion. I like it. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. Mic drop. That's what it sounded like in the background there. It did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, from the Bangor Daily News. I love this article. I'm very glad we are going to discuss this. <laughs> because I, for one, welcome Waterworld. Um, <laughs> I, I would love that, actually. Because yeah. that's just ocean anarchy. It is. It's like the same, best kind of anarchy. Same plan- like, like, speaking specifically to the movie Waterworld, yeah. um, I would certainly embrace the smokers. And that, like those oh, guys, yeah. just, just the most, like the biggest oil tanker, just going around and just stealing everyone's shit with your sea dues. 
They just wear all black and gross. Like, how, why are they so dirty? They live on the ocean. Just um, amen to that. I was just going <laughs> to say the same point. thing. Good it's nutty, but I love it. I love yes. that movie. Well, it's great. If, if you believe what the Banger Daily News posits, then, you know, it's not too far off. <laughs> um, so, nonprofit climate news and advocacy group. Climate advocacy. That's something I haven't quite heard before. Let's advocate for the climate. Oh, yes. Because, you know, yeah. it's just not doing well on its own. It's not doing its own thing or anything. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> climate Central has released a series of multi-layered interactive maps designed to illustrate how various levels of sea level rise may affect coastal communities all around the United States. The group's latest mapping tool, titled Mapping Choices, allows you to enter any zip code or U.S. city and compare side-by-side how that site would appear if pollution is allowed to continue unchecked versus a scenario in which pollution is heavily reduced. Uh, It goes on to say... Um, for those of you, uh, they, so Bangor Daily News animated maps for each main community. So you can watch the waters rise from one foot all the way to 10 feet and alter the shapes of the coast along the way. Now, I don't understand the use of this. Cause I mean, if you're going to, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. This just blows my mind. Uh, South Portland would see 9% of its current homes and 6.8% of its residents underwater at the highest sea level rise <laughs> estimate by comparison, which is fucking awesome. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> In many of these communities, as you can see below, the most significant change to the coastline comes within the first foot of sea level rise. Well, no, duh. Thank you. Is there, is there a way you can tell me how long it'll be before I have oceanfront property? <laughs> well, <laughs> and I actually, um, I haven't gotten a chance to look at this tool, but I'm going to right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean... The, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think of climate change? Because this is just kind of one point in a very broad spectrum about, you know, a, a larger conversation we can have about sea levels and pollution and things like that. I think we can all agree that, you know, don't trash the world. Don't, you know, we mm. only get one planet. Yeah. So do your part to do, you know, the best you can. But when you when you have uh, 11 maps on a website saying like, oh, hey, if you live here in about 15 years, you might want to move north a little bit. Um, you know. My know. my issue with climate change is that, A, climate change does happen. That's pretty damn obvious. It has since the dawn of time. Oh, my God, issue we're going to be an ice now. Of cli- <laughs> yeah. My issue with the concept of the climate change and the theories around global warming and all that jazz is that they're theoretical and based. Mm. And I get a little agitated when they the theories around that climate change is because of humans and only humans and that humans and carbon footprints and carbon emissions and the EPA and all these sort of regulations that we have going do not acknowledge the state of nature and natural process of climate change usually done through plate tectonics. So don't really understand why we don't acknowledge other theories um, around things and of that nature. I guess that's sort of where my annoyance lies in with this. Obviously, people do pollute, um, but, you know, as far as, like, yeah, I was reading something about the UN Council in, in this article, yeah, the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Oh, those um, must be a blast. Those, everybody, you know, is, is like, the United States needs to do this. <laughs> the yeah, United States needs us. to do that. It's all on us. But China right. views industrialization as beautiful, right. and they have caused like, way more pollution than any other industrialized nation combined. And still, Florida is above water. <laughs> yeah. So, I just, I don't know, I think it's more, and I also think it's arrogant to say that it's all on us. You know what I mean? Because we're, we're um, just, like, people, a small people piece in of the general, puzzle. Right. I guess my other question would be this. Like, I think, in, a, in general, Things that are bad, that are bad, for instance, don't take effect immediately. You'll see them down the road a little bit. I would argue that maybe the industrial revolution, having so much freaking coal pumping into our atmosphere, would probably have caused a lot more damage than what we are doing now. I know there was less of us then, but at the same time, I, like you, you think about how much we used coal, and like I mean, now there's a lot more people using alternative methods their cars are a lot more efficient you know i guess for me it's just it's also silly to think that what we're doing now is is immediately impacting this earth like yeah i i just i really have a hard time 
believing that. Um, I certainly think, like you said, Brad, at the beginning, like, yeah, we should all do our part um, to, to, you know, protect ourselves and our planet. But at the same time, we can't just ignore the fact that for 100 or 50 years or so before this, they, they were abusing it way more without even a thought in the world. So I just think, like, we have made so much good progress, and that should be also highlighted as well. Um, I don't know. I get annoyed that it's like, well, we're doing so much bad. It's like, well, what about 150 years ago too? Yeah. There, that was certainly worse than what we're doing now, and we have other options now. So that's, that's I think, a step in the right direction, but who knows uh, I think with articles like this the biggest thing that drives me nuts is the fact that everyone's willing to change the world and everything they do and in the article it's just littered with words like may probably would be could be mm-hmm. it's there's no is will be definitely gonna happen there's no mm-hmm. science there it's it's just speculation and that's the biggest problem is we don't we don't have there is no science here because if there was it would just be agreed upon unilaterally across the board there would be no dissent with scientists if it were proven scientific law that this is what's happening it so would be they, in like a a journal it wouldn't be in, right. in Bangor daily <laughs> when they when they present it as a as a science and they teach it in schools mm-hmm. it's infuriating to me because it's just not proven it's speculation and, and it leads to things like this it's fear-mongering to yeah. to to that's what i missed the word i was looking for earlier. push yeah. change it's to create more government to, yeah. It's it's all it is. It's a it's a form of control, and it's ridiculous because people buy into like, oh my god, if I fart, you know, like Florida's <laughs> gonna be hit by a tsunami. I need to stop eating beef. You need to, actually no, you need to stop eating beef. Yes, and that's that's the problem because yeah. then it it becomes it's no longer a self choice. It's the those just self righteous nuts that come out and be like, you must live in a cave. You know, you're, you're ruining the entire world. <laughs> and and they start, you know, telling companies that they have to meet certain carbon emissions numbers because of how carbon, carbon ruins the uh, the world. Carbon. That's literally stuff that comes out of you. It's stuff that you are made of. It is the most <laughs> prevalent substance in this world. And it is bad for the world. What? No. <laughs> I mean, you can you can take a common sense approach to some of these things and just be like, bro, nah, okay, you need to just take like six steps back. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like for example, like with a like, there's zero reason why we should still have styrofoam. Oh, I totally like, styrofoam agree with that. is just is just like a complete waste. There's nothing productive that we can do with it. I will get uh, right cops, in line cops. with liberals, right in line with them. And be like, yep, we need to get rid of styrofoam and stop using that. It's a but terrible this, thing. It's dumb. But some of the emissions laws are just kind of crazy, and they can kind of call, kind of halt economic activity and things like that. I don't know. I just, I just would like to see some more, or a little bit more, focus on the fact that it's theoretical. I think it's great to study, but it's not. It's theoretical. It's not. Here's like something. It's not rooted here's in. Here's something I would like to talk about just real quick. If we're going to teach theoretical things and call it real, then why don't we have creationism in school? Amen. Why don't we teach that? I mean, people that believe in global warming would freak out if creationism was taught in school. Like, they would just lose their mind. But this is something they agree in, agree with, and it's taught in school, so they have no problem with it. Right. It drives me nuts. It's not right. It's totally not fair. Amen. Amen, brother. That wasn't like a pro. We need to teach creationism. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I, I think I took. I was taking notes that whole time. So next yeah. week we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Fear mongering. That's all I have to say because that's really mm-hmm. all it boils down to. I mean, nothing. And I, I know we are commenting on the news. This is this is what we do. This is what we're about. But at the same time, like, there's never any good news. It, the the whole thing is keep you locked right in, to be mm-hmm. like. Oh, this is good for you. Two months later, a new study proves that this, which was previously good for you, causes cancer. Amen. It's so, you know, so like, ridiculous. And it's just all it is. It's like how how can we 
just breed the fear so that we keep you spending what you we want you to spend on um, or advance a political agenda. And it's whether or not my friggin' apartment building is underwater in 15 years, you know, good. I'm glad I had that map, Bangor Daily. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, and you know, the other thing that's stupid, too, is like this is over a long period of time that these maps are supposed to be showing. So, I mean the world was fucking Pangea like a hundred billion years right, ago. Exactly. Like, right. That's exactly. our fault. Yeah, exactly. Stop farting. They didn't have any coal back then. <laughs> um, so, uh, I don't know. When, and when you bring up the past, it's like completely ignored. Yeah. Like the hysterical totally. blazed oh, yeah. Like yeah. how many ice ages have we had that totally. science has proven? Absolutely. Right. Proven right. science has said we have Because it happened. Ice. It happened. It hasn't like yet to happen. But it actually happened. Why <laughs> was, why was you know, uh, 1000 AD uh, France, why was it like friggin' tropical area at that time? Was it all of the Ford Explorers driving around? <laughs> <laughs> when they were going to fight each yes. other, yeah. you know, yeah. wrote the yeah. Black Knight got into the expedition and charged down the hill like that sweet Charger commercial with <laughs> the, the Patriots. And so that was tight. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just crazy. You, like you bring up any of this stuff, and you're like, no, you're just a denier. And then they like put you, with a, they label you, and then put you in this like box. And then, then you can't argue because you're in that box. It's because it's we've not. gotten to a point now where we're just so arrogant to think that we have any sort of dominion over nature. When right. yes. the, we'll just we're a blip, you know, we're we're a drop in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we we forget that. This has gotten philosophical pretty quick, but um, you know, we'll be I here and gone in the flat in the blink of an eye in the in the grand scheme of things. And I think we just can't come to terms with, you know. The Earth could purge us tomorrow. Should something yeah. happen? Should an asteroid strike or something? You know, and like we just can't wrap our heads around the Maybe. fact that we're just not permanent. We're not a permanent fixture here. We weren't here at one point. We got here somehow. We won't be here at one point. That is just how life works. Mm-hmm. I ditto. Yeah. Right up. That's that's literally what it all comes down to. And I know if if we were to say this to people that are like harping on this, they'd be like. You just you're just living in in a world. You're, That's not you're like no. I'm sorry. I'm not arrogant. I don't. How I much are the Koch brothers paying you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally, that would be the friggin' phrase out of their mouth. You work for that. <laughs> think tank blah 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 blah. I will like, say, legit. Like, that would straight wrong. up happen. There's nothing wrong with wanting to prolong. I mean, I think it's only natural for people to be like, oh, something really bad could happen if you know if we don't notice it, it, whether that's a miseducated assumption or not um you know who, who honestly like i want to meet people that are just like i love pollution like who on it nobody China. thinks that way everybody wants to take care of everybody likes the outdoors everybody wants clean air everybody wants to be able to breathe yeah but what nobody- happens here's what happens is the people who do that and then litter or you know don't fix their car because it doesn't meet admissions or whatever they and I can tell you exactly. This is this is, one hundred percent the mentality is, that's not going. That's not my. That's I'm just one person. That's just one car. It's just one styrofoam cup. And everybody thinks that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, nobody loves pollution. You don't have people out there fucking oiling down seagulls for fun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> although I'm also adding um, that to the notes for I next week. Probably, I was gonna say, <laughs> should probably let you guys know something. <laughs> um, but it, it, the fact that no one wants to take personal responsibility because they think that it doesn't matter. I mean, that's that's what you know. That's what makes Freeport underwater in ten years. Um, <laughs> I love me some PR. Yeah. Just gonna put that out there. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know. I just I think it just boils down to like we won't we won't be here forever. It's gonna happen one way or another. Um, and I hope you all can swim. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> um. In the, so Joe Biden. Get me some floaties. Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. Oh, Uncle Joe. Joey. My <laughs> dog. Giuseppe. Giuseppe. <laughs> so it has Giuseppe. come to light, finally. He has said um, that his window for running a successful campaign for election in 2016 has ended. Um, and he feels like it's too late now. And he took some time to emotionally recoup from some pretty significant loss of his son, Bo. Um, and probably in a very intelligent and informed decision, decided not to jump right into the fray. Um, I couldn't imagine doing anything that serious in the public view. Um, 
given a loss of any sort of family member. Um, but you know, yeah. it did just come out that this is this is not the time for Uncle Joe. Um, so it looks like Clinton and Sanders uh, may be the uh, the go-to guys for I the Democrats. I love this. <laughs> I love this so much. I am absolutely sure you do. Because what's going to happen? This is uh, this is early predictions. Okay, you hear, heard is, it first. Just like in Maine. Oh yeah. How it worked? We had a Democrat, a Republican, and an Independent run. And because the Independent and the Democrat were similar, they told each other's votes, and then therefore the Republican won because of having the most votes for a single person. Hmm. Um, I believe the same idea is going to happen here. I do not believe Bernie Sanders will be elected by the Democratic National Committee. He will not get the nomination because they view him as like a fringe candidate, which is funny. But uh, they... uh, they are going to elect Hillary Clinton. Bernie Sanders will then run as an independent, as he is. He has he's <clears throat> said he wouldn't, though, right? He, I he, even though we know he will, but yes, okay. he will. Because well, he of, might not, though. I don't know. It depends. Will. He's he, no. but he's being support. I mean, I will say, like I know you 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 disagree with me on this, but he a, a lot of his funding is actually coming from like non crazy oh, yeah. grassroots and yeah. So he, it depends on how much funding he can get to really hold hold that campaign. You know, he's not Ross Perot. No, 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 he's not. But he is, he does have the back, like, if he gets the backing of the NEA, which is possible, if he gets the backing from... They're going to support the the, the Democratic nomination. I think they're going to come in before the nomination, though. Um, I think if they support him, he will run as an independent if he doesn't get the nomination, which I don't think he will which will set up the field very nicely for a Republican candidate because there will be a lot of fray going uh, dis, uh, disarray in those between the uh, Democrat and the Independent, which would be very helpful. But what if this happens? Again, what if what happens? scenario to you guys. I want to hear it. So Uncle Joe's not running anymore, mm-hmm. and a lot of the Democratic Party members liked him because he's very Barack Obama-esque, and a lot of the Democratic Party still like Barack Obama. Hmm. Pretty much would just be a carry over of Barack Obama. So it'd be like hmm. Barack Obama 2.0. Can you right. say Barack Obama two more times? Barack that Obama, sounds... Barack Obama, Barack Obama. Okay. okay. <laughs> so there's that. Jim Webb, who I don't think has a leg to stand on, but Jim <laughs> Webb, a Democrat, announced that he's not going to, he's going to, he's dropping out of the Democratic race. Ooh. He could announce as an independent. And he's like very Dixiecrat esque. So he could steal Dixie-crat. some rhinos. He, he is. He's, just, he's like a southern classic Democrat, very military driven. So if yeah. he did that, he could he could run as an independent. Donald Trump is not going to get the nomination for the Republicans. If he does, I'm going to shoot myself in the face. He but he is not going to get the nomination. So he could very well run as an independent. Mm. Then mm. you could have a Republican candidate, possibly three independent candidates yeah, and then one democratic candidate which i actually would love to see yeah <laughs> that would be like the soap opera of politics <laughs> yeah as if it's <laughs> not if already least, if we did say let's say you know jim webb screw that we have a republican candidate hopefully marco rubio 2016 um <laughs> hopefully marco rubio right and then we have donald trump and then we have mr sanders feel the burn and then miss clinton that could be really interesting. And that could, um, I would think, I think, honestly, that would probably lean more electing Hillary Clinton. But I'm not sure. I don't know. But it could be a shit show. If Donald Trump were to run as an independent, the Republican would be screwed. Period. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, no question. He could, though. He he's that guy. Unless if somebody picks him as, like, his VP ticket. No, but he could get a cabinet position. He's, he would be a per- I would choose him as my PR relations. That would be the <laughs> best. <laughs> The best role for him. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine all the like the press conferences just destroying people and just every time he goes out there, he'd be like, "I'm rolling the dice on this. I'm probably going to get impeached." Yeah, because this guy is going to say some real yeah. stupid shit. We need like I want to see a Trump LePage ticket. Oh my god! Oh, I would pull the shit out of that. It would be. I would. Astounding. I would rather see a Chris Christie LePage ticket. Yeah, <laughs> true. I, Fair. I want a LePage LePage ticket. 
You just want to like, be emperor. Yeah. No, <laughs> I would I, be okay with that. I would, like, all seriousness, I think he would make a fantastic president. He really it's was. The perfect he gets shit done. He does. Like, God, is it, you know, he, he says the shit he says, and you're like, no, no, I agree with you, but don't say it like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's why I love him. <laughs> because so, like, I, I read this tweet today from uh, Rand Paul. Oh, you showed me that. I mean, yeah. yeah, it said, you know, now the clear choice on the side of the, for America on the side of the Democrats is either socialism or corruption. I saw that too. Yeah. I was like, "Bunum chain, check that." <laughs> um, Paul throwing them punches. He is. I just don't. I don't get why the the Republican Party side hasn't like weeded out yet. Like, come on, start jumping. Because there people are. There's so many candidates running right s- now that are all like the same. Like they have the exact same. Like, oh, they just need to leave because they're not going to get the votes. There's like, there's they could narrow down the field. To maybe four. maybe they're trying to psych us all out so that that way there we kind of like hold our cards yeah. us republicans and we won't know until the last minute so that way the dems really can't launch an attack right. until the last minute that's what they I, do. actually you're probably right that's what they do to republicans all the time blitz they do right. they, the, the, the democrats just like attach some like sacrificial lamb out right. and just hold it out there and we just beat like, it to death. <laughs> exactly that's we my just, point just absolutely destroy it and then like two months before they're like bang here's this guy that gave a speech at the national committee everyone right, right. loves him <laughs> exactly hope and just, change change oh, and don't hope. even stop hope and change hope hope we got them both chopage I I'm wondering too, like I don't know if you guys know who Elizabeth Warren is. Yeah. Oh, familiar. Yeah. She's she's pretty well liked too. Yeah, no, she's not. So I'm wondering if if her by by the Democratic Party, she she is. wouldn't even win in New Hampshire. <sighs> I don't know, but she could be. She could come up. I don't I don't see any other choices though. At it's least like the, the Republican same. Party, there's too much choice. But at least there are some people on there that have like some serious clean records. Yeah. I mean. Bernie Sanders is a clean record, but man, he's... He's nutty. He's scary. He's he scares me. And Hillary Clinton is, literally has, like, the most baggage in the entire universe. Now she's just kind of, she's She's becoming across so fake, though, now. It's a problem. Did you, Did you see um, I, on the debate when... Uh, I forget who it was. Was it Chafee that was talking about, like, her email scandal? <laughs> was that who it was? I don't remember which... No, uh, O'Malley. Okay, and then <laughs> Anderson Cooper was like... Senator Clinton, would you like a chance to respond? And she was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's the because best. she knows I'm... there's nothing else to say. Yeah, she was just like, she was nah. No. She doesn't want to talk. Like, and, like, I get, like, you know, to the point where, and then Bernie Sanders was like, nobody cares about her goddamn email. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Um, teamwork. But, I'll be like, honest with you, even if she was somebody that I agreed 100% on all of her platforms, I would not vote for her due to what she did. I'm not going to lie It's to you. just common. She, well, she's placating it. like So, like, she's like the dumb blonde. Like, oops, mm-hmm. I used my personal email. Wow. No, Way to turn in another stupid. woman, Brianna. You're not stupid. Yeah. Like, wow. Oh, don't even get it. Where's solidarity? Yeah. But she she's she's trying too hard, though, right now. And I think it's showing. I'm, I'm it's, I don't know. She's. Brianna, why do you hate women? <laughs> Why do you hate this pig? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. She's just like, oh, whatever. What happened what ha- is what happened, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Well, I don't know. This uh, politics just exhausts me. You can't me. Just brush it off like, oh, I made a wrong, I made a wrong wardrobe choice. <laughs> like, like, that's how, not what happened. <laughs> what kills me is she's still relevant. Yeah. Like, if a Republican did that, gone. Uh, yeah. Absolutely gone. Like I, I know Anthony Anthony Weiner is still relevant in the Democratic wank, ranks. Oh, wanks. <laughs> that was wonderful. He's, he's as relevant as ever. <laughs> so wonderful. He's, he's he's there. He's caught. He's caught sending like dick pics to people, <laughs> and just like at a gym, he's like, "Hey, check this out." <laughs> And like he still got votes. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. That, like we're like, yeah, well, we're just gonna ignore that huge chunk of uh, ridiculousness huge? over really? there. Really? Yeah. 
don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I'm just curious as to what, like, what what does a Democrat need to do to just get no longer relevant? Like, people still think highly of Bill Clinton. It blows my mind. Blows my mind. Well, I am America's favorite president. Yeah, what? but the same could be, I mean, the whole Republican debate was just a friggin' Reagan circle jerk. Well, like, oh, that is, I totally agree with that. It, that I was sickening to watch. I had to turn it off. I was like, I, if I ask Brianna, every funny? time someone references Ronald Reagan, it, it infuriates me. I'm like, bro, the guy is gone. Yeah. Okay, look, yeah. Awesome things happened. They did. They really did. But also some bad things did happen too. So why why do you have to come up and be I am the new I am Ronald Reagan. No, dude, I'm Ronald Reagan. Bro, I'm way more Reagan than you are. I knew that. Bro, I'm it's, actually it's the most Reagan Reagan there is on this motherfucking stage right now. It's not that they're like trying to like, you know, make themselves Reagan it's that they're trying to connect to the Reagan voter base yeah, but they so think that we're shady oh my god but they, that's so old by now well, but I, that, that which is like the base of voters it the no, elderly still no. vote way more than the 18 to 25 year old if you if you have to tell me that you're Reagan-esque then you're probably not Reagan-esque yeah. like I should just be like wow that dude's you know he, that dude's pretty Reagan like I, that's I so should, Reagan. I shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> that's so that's Reagan. a hashtag. That's so Reagan. Reagan Simone. Hey. She would totally be on board for that. She would be. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. Oh, Uncle Joe. Too bad. I was kind of, kind of hoping Joe would run, but I think it would have been interesting. I didn't think he was going to though, because I, I don't know if you guys watched him on the Colbert Report, but he was very much like, ah. That was a great interview. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. I just, I didn't. He was very torn. Like he's like he kind of said, you know, I feel like it's something that Bo would want me to do, but at the same time, I'm not quite ready for that. Yeah, um, he said he met with some uh, military servicemen and just broke down. Uh, yeah. And that night he was like, I if I'm gonna be leader of the free world, like I can't yeah. do that. Yeah, you know, and I think that shows a lot of foresight. You yeah. know, because if you know, you had that, I, and maybe that sort of you know, mentality befits someone who deserves to be <laughs> the president. You know what I mean? Like that shows to me you're more or less looking out for the, the country at that point. Yeah. Not like, oh, whatever, I'm an emotional basket case, but I'll just deal with it later. I want this, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. clears throat> so I don't know. Yeah. It could be a, a, a big missed opportunity for Democrats. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I think, you know, people obviously wanted him in that position for, for good reason, but I think it's a missed tragedy for the United States. <laughs> yeah, but hmm. uh-huh. I don't know. But I don't know. I just miss. I just. But I, really I, miss I think Reagan. I do think we did. We did <laughs> misunderstood. It's not a sex tape, actually, right? Like we didn't. Oh, it's not a sex tape. It's not oh, sex tape. what? What am I downloading? Wait, what, yeah, what have I been watching? Maybe they'll be watching. Um, Koala nut. Before we get to gum nut, can I can I tell you guys the best article of the week that I've read? Yes. yes. Westboro Baptist Church picketed Kim Davis oh, for God. enabling fag marriage. <laughs> what? <laughs> the world's I'm so this, confused. This uh, as <laughs> Actually, can can a star just explode and hit us with a fucking gamma ray? I know, right? Please, just take it. Just gone. In so many ways, this is extremely gratifying for someone like me. It's I like I don't even know where to begin. So it says, as previously promised, this is from Huffington Post. As previously promised, members of the Westboro Baptist Church were on the ground this morning, picketing outside of Kentucky's Rowan, Rowan County Courthouse. Their target, beleaguered county clerk King Davis, who has defiantly refused to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples since the start of the summer. Four members of the church, which is best known for its opposition to the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender community, waved fag marriage signs and crooned an obscenity-laced parody version of Neil Diamond's Kentucky Woman on a street corner not far from the courthouse, the Louisville Courier-Journal reports. Kentucky woman put sin in the spotlight. The members sang to Diamond's tune. She lies about God and claims that adultery is all right, and God hates her. <laughs> um, the group left after just 30 minutes, according to reports, and Davis remained inside the courthouse for the duration of the picket. 
Still, the move shouldn't be misinterpreted as the church's endorsement of same-sex marriage. Parishioners say their contention with Davis stems from the fact that she'd been married four times, making her a self-righteous hypocrite. I, oh boy, oh boy. First of all, they're the the, the fucking head <laughs> matriarch of oh. that family has been right. remarried several times yeah. for the right. Westboro Baptist Church. I want to do a show about those fuckers. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. We should have them. She would probably come on. Do that you? woman is batshit. Yeah. Batshit crazy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. oh my Did you God. guys ever see... Um, What's his face? Yeah. Um, do you know uh, the British guy completely take Russell apart? Brand. Yes. yes. That was hysterical. Yes. And it was yes. like, I mean, I, he's a bit um, extreme for my taste too. Like, But at the same time, it was just so funny to watch them completely squirm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Let's listen. That's amazing. Oh my God. Divorced plus remarriage equals adultery. Oh, God. And then it says, by, uh, 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 by breaking her own marriage vows, Davis is committing adultery, which in turn prompted marriage equality, they said. Which, <laughs> of course. You get divorced, gays can marry. That's exactly the... the <laughs> That's exactly how it works. Perfect. I bet the people at the Westboro Baptist Church actually understand the non-science behind global warming. (laughs) Because of (laughs) how they draw lines and connections to things, they're probably right on it. I don't, like, who, what God are they talking to that's like, yeah, man, you need to get out there and pick at them. I definitely hate those people. (laughs) And, you know, it's really, like, I take them with a grain of salt. They're such a small faction of just lunatic zealots that are completely who takes them seriously other than themselves but in i mean their whole shtick is just shock value but i have to say um i'm looking at a picture that is linked from this article um and it looks like it's a little slideshow that says why does a westboro baptist church still exist and there looks to be um an older gentleman saying uh he's obviously on a picket line somewhere and has a sign that says thank god for breast cancer I mean, why? Why? Well, people, what? what is wrong with these people? You should read through their signs. Throw fire all over all of them. I've yeah. seen some really horrible ones that they've had, yeah. like at funerals. They're the worst. I know they're just the worst people. These <laughs> awful people. Westboro Baptist Church, you fucking suck. Yeah. They do suck. Those suck However, as fuck. Thank you for bringing excellent justice to Kim Davis. Mm. <laughs> I'll let you off the hook this time. <laughs> Have you seen them protest, like, uh, um, seafood restaurants? What? Like (laughs) Like the lobster? Yeah, like they protest seafood (laughs) restaurants because you're eating crustaceans. Oh, so they're, like, legit. I just, I can't. I cannot. I'm pretty, no. Nah. Okay. No. Sorry. Yeah. I have to to play it now. As I think I have to make something very Reagan right now. Okay. It's so Reagan. It's so Reagan. I need to play to you. This is. <laughs> I just need to play this one. This is Ronald Reagan uh, giving a joke during a speech. I would like to see a, a president be like this at some point. It would be kind of interesting. Be able to Brandon, talk are you this. are you making a reference to Ronald Reagan though? I am. I, I think we should be a lot more Reagan. Or <laughs> we should have our Republicans should be more Reagan, or our Democrats should be more Reagan. But uh. I need to play this joke because it's it's balling. We need to hear this. It's two minutes long. It's there was once upon a, a time that to be a Republican in this area of the country felt a little bit by a bit like being Gary Cooper in High Noon, out, <laughs> outnumbered in a big way. But I remember the story of a fellow who was running for office as a Republican and he was in a rural area and it wasn't known to be Republican and he stopped by a farm to do some campaigning and when the farmer heard he was a Republican his jaw dropped and he said wait right here till I go get Ma she's never seen a Republican before so he got her and the candidate looked around for a podium from which to give his speech and the only thing he could find was a pile of that stuff that 
best crewman took 35 years trying to get Harry to call fertilizer. <laughs> so he got up on the mound, and when they came back, he gave his speech. And at the end of it, the farmer said, that's the first time I ever heard a Republican speech. And the candidate said, that's the first time I've ever given a Republican speech from a Democratic platform. <laughs> I love it. That's Reagan. That's um, so Reagan. That is so Reagan. <laughs> we just need I'm, more. I'm gonna run with that for real one. That's gonna be my new thing. That's just, so Reagan. Why don't we just exhume him and reanimate his freaking corpse? <laughs> you know, you know, he's so good for, for the country. I would vote for him. <laughs> right. Oh, another real quick though. Yeah. Happy uh, Back to the Future Day to you all. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That. I um, I do not like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Shag zombie Reagan. You did not. Whoa. I. I Brandon, are you a, hearing this? That right is now? a bomb. You cannot just drop. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. I think he did. I, I think he really did. I went there. I'm sorry. It's an unpopular opinion, but yeah, that just not is my thing. Unpopular. Well, I'm gonna drop a bomb. <laughs> I haven't seen the entire thing. <gasps> Katie, yes. So, so next week, um, it's just going to be Brandon and I because we're officially kicking off Brad oh and Katie gosh. because they, they don't like Listen, Brad, I was trying to help you. Yeah, no, I'm all for it. We'll just start our own podcast and it'll be like back to the present because that's back the only thing that matters on some stupid relevant. movie. <laughs> that movie, okay, I'll accept not. No, I, won't, I, won't, I won't accept not liking it, but I, I can understand it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but not seeing the whole thing it's actually on tbs 24 no, hours a day I, welcome to me not having cable that okay that there um i will say too i have had a few other certain videos that i need to watch <clears throat> star wars and my husband oh, has already been i know god i've watched one and a half Two and a half. I watched episode one, and I've watched. Um, wait, 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 wait. By episode one, you mean actually episode one? <laughs> yeah, actually, like, episode like one, to the I one was... made in two thousand. You watching yeah. them in reverse order? No, no, no. I didn't watch them in reverse order. I watched them, one of them I was babysitting. Okay. And I couldn't have, help that. You have to watch four, five, six, no. one, two. I've three. watched yeah. four, five, four, more than half of five, and I haven't seen six. Return of the Jedi is probably one of the best movies ever made. That's what Keith keeps saying, and I promise I will watch it. I just haven't had a chance to. Empire, Stri- Empire Strikes Back is pretty dope, though. Definitely. Yeah, not like, if I'm not ignoring you, <laughs> I'm just I'm listening to your dulcet tone. <laughs> like, honestly, as far as a second movie in a trilogy, Empire Strikes Back, best. Yeah. Best second movie in a trilogy ever. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to go on the record by saying I don't like Star Wars at all. That's okay. I can I understand. I can accept that. But Back I, to the Future. I, I can't accept that. Who hates Michael J. <laughs> 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 this is like real life right now. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't really like Lord of the Rings. <gasps> okay, I see. I I will say that's one thing I got totally behind. You, you like Lord of the Rings? I love it. Yeah. Legolas. And, I never watched, and I'll I'll confess, I never read the books. See, I've read the books, and I think that's yeah. why I don't like the movies. Yeah. See, but that's the thing too. Anytime I've read a book, I'm never like super disappointed with the movie because I'm pretty easy to please. Yeah. So maybe it's just because I have low standards. But <laughs> I feel like I people are going to start uh, like throwing things at their computers if we don't like. Well, I haven't even finished the Harry Potter series, the books, <gasps> or, or the movies. Oh my! Yeah. That's one thing I cannot understand. Mm-hmm. The movies are so good. The I first two ones, Potter. the first okay, the you first know, two ones. Like oh, I'm not, I'm not down with Harry Potter. Oh, the first oh. two were bad because they were geared towards kids. Stupid wizard, man. Wow, <laughs> stupid wizard man. Little wizard Get boy, bite your tongue. Snake man, snake man face. Ah. Flat nose, he's creepy. Those books could have used a lot more Ronald Reagan. They could have. <laughs> she sh- she should have taken advantage of that. <laughs> she should have, totally should have. Oh I wonder what what school or what house he would have belonged in. 
I think Reagan would have had some both of of Slytherin and and Gryffindor. It would have been hard to place him. The he would have been like Harry struggled. Potter himself. He yeah, been yeah. Like the boy who lived. Yeah. Like, the difference is like Harry Potter asked the Sorting Hat to put him somewhere else. Ronald Maybe Reagan Harry demanded it. That's true. Maybe Ronald Reagan is the Sorting Hat. <laughs> <laughs> and with oh, that, the know. mystery has been solved. <laughs> there it is. Mm. This is, okay. <laughs> I'm putting an end to talking about Harry Potter at the end of every WGN episode because <laughs> it happened last week. It's happened this week. We're done. <laughs> no more. Um. Yeah, but now I now I want to read Harry Potter. So there it is. There it is. There it is. All right. Do we have anything else to wrap up with? I think that's it. I think that's it. I think we've rambled on enough. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Cool. All right. So, again, find us on Facebook or wickedgoodnews.com. We hope that you have some commentary for us, Uh, even if it's just to tell us how stupid we are for not liking Star Wars or (laughs) Back to the Future. (laughs) Those are the topics that really apparently mattered (laughs) on this episode. Absolutely. There's going to be some comments about that. There have to be, yeah. But, um,. All right, we will be back next week, and we'll hear from you guys then. Bye. Adios. Peace out. <laughs> Girls go. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wicked Good News. Do you like what you hear on our podcast? We would love to hear your feedback. Leave us a review on the iTunes podcast store and let us know what you think. If you have any comments about any of the issues you've discussed or want to suggest a new topic for us to speak about, drop us a line at www.wickedgoodnews.com or email us at wgnpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.